Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get stoked. Get started. Get started. Get started. Welcome, Big Brother fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I'm so glad you can be here tonight with us for Manic Mondays with our beautiful host, Michelle Costa, from Big Brother Season 10, also known as the Portuguese Princess from Providence. have questions or comments, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please do remember to listen to the prompts and press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from our switchboard. Now let's get this show started with a little intro for our host. Here we go.
Welcome, Big Brother fans. Happy Manic Monday. It's the 10th day of the 10th month of 2016. This is the Rad Reality Show Network, and it's time for Manic Mondays with the one and only beautiful Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. And her special guest tonight is Glenn Garcia from Big Brother 18. And she's just attended Rodney Bowl, an event started by Rodney LaVoy from Survivor, with all proceeds going to the Bullies Foundation. So once again, this is going to be a great big Manic Monday show with an awesome guest and a lot for Michelle to talk about. So if you'd like to join in on the conversation tonight, just uh, 1-347-237-5506. And please remember to push the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you want to join us on air. Now, before we get started, I do want to say um, that I hope everyone made it through Hurricane Matthew safely and without too much damage to property. If you live down in Florida, Georgia, South and North Carolina, um, but we do still need to remember to pray for those without power who are suffering in those kind of circumstances. Um, that were hit by the hurricane. So please keep them in your prayers. Now let's bring up our host and get this party started. Hi, Michelle. How are you and how was Rodney Bowl? Well, hello, Cherry Pie. Maybe I'm going to call you Banana Pie. Okay. I'm I'm switching it up on you. Uh, What's going on, everybody? Uh, Welcome to Manic Monday. I am doing fantastic, Cherry. Um, We have so much going on today, um, and we've had so much going on in the past week, and uh, I can't wait to talk to everybody about it. Um, First off, I just want to say, like Cherry, I want to bounce a little bit off what Cherry said. Uh, I thought some prayers are going with everybody who was in the path of Hurricane Matthew. Uh, I hope everybody's doing good. Um, and I, I see, you know, they're watching the news and watching a lot of neighbors helping out each other, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help each other in this time. So um, uh, everybody keep your chin up, keep your head up. Uh, as long as you guys got each other, material things um, will be able to be um, – you know, you may be able to get that, but you can't get a life. So just stay safe, everybody. Um, I also want to uh, talk about our guest tonight. We have Glenn from Big Brother 18 calling in. I'm so excited to hear what he has to say about his season and also uh, with uh, the new season of Big Brother Over the Top. There's been a lot going on with that. We will get to that in a few. Um, On some Special side notes that I'd like to talk about. I just want to say congratulations to my best friend, Eileen, who had her little baby boy on Friday. His name is Maxwell, and he was 7 pounds, 9 ounces, and he's just the cutest thing in the world. I just want to eat his cheeks, and I I haven't met him yet because he was born on Friday, and he just got home from the hospital today. So um, I'm going to be visiting him in the next couple of days when um, my uh, my best friend is settled in home with him. So congratulations. Welcome to the world, Maxwell. I also want um, um, to send out, yeah, he's so stinking cute. I'm going to put a picture up of him on, on my 
social media um, when I get a chance. I, there was a lot going on, and I didn't want to do it until it was okay. By the mommy. So I love um, that name, also, too. Right? Isn't it such a cute name? Oh, my God, you have to see his face, Cherry. Oh, my God, he's so cute. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, he's adorable. Um, And I also want to send out prayers and love to um, my best friend, Tammy, who had to put down her her dog today. Um, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Lola, they found out she had breast cancer, and... Um, she made a Facebook page about a few months ago when she found out and it was in regards to doing everything on the bucket list before, um, unfortunately I had to put Lola down. So today was that day. So sending out, um, prayers and love to Tammy, my Ella. So I'm thinking about you today. It's, it's never good to lose anybody. And we all know, especially here on, um, Manic Monday, um, pets are like humans to us. So we we know how, you know, it is to lose an animal. So thinking about you, Tammy, and your family. Um, Tammy, you're in my thoughts and prayers. Yeah, Tammy, oh, poor thing. Um, that's that's also, one of the hardest things you ever have to do in life. I mean, that is uh, so, so hard. Yeah, I mean, you want to make sure that they're around, but you also have to be selfless and say, you know, they're they're suffering and, you know, they, you know, it's not a choice that you want to make. It's a choice that you have to make. And, you know, we don't want to make choices like that, but um, it's very brave of her to to do that and take that step. So so if anybody wants to send out love to my yeah, family, please do. Yeah. Um, let's uh, talk a little bit about sports because we got some sports nuts in the house, which are all of us. Uh, we welcome Tom Brady back into the lineup. So he's done with his four-game suspension. And as you can tell, um, he was um, bringing it up on the field yesterday. Uh, he is back. So um, Roger Goodell, shove it. Fire Roger Goodell, hashtag that. Um, and also, I know that um, uh, the Red Sox are on their last leg right now so they had to postpone the game yesterday due to weather so they're playing right now so let's go socks and i also see we got some uh some cubbies in the house so uh i think i don't know if possibly they have the same um scenario if they do not win they will be going home um so go cubs shout out to all you guys out there that are cub lovers um, I also, uh, want to, um, talk about, um, Shane, if you guys have caught up with Big Brother OT, we'll, we're going to talk about it with, um, Glenn, but, um, we do, I don't, there's really no spoilers in Big Brother, um, um, OTT, right, Terry? There's no spoilers. Not right? really. No. It's continuous. Because we can see all the competitions. Today it was so cool yeah. because... The doorbell rang, and guess who was at the yep. door, Michelle? Ding dong! It was, it was Jeff, Jeff. Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. It was so yeah, cool. It was great to see him. And uh, it was so funny because he was like, "Does anybody know the old guy, Jason? I know you know me, but does anybody else know the old guy?" And uh, Shelby well, the only person who didn't know, know him was. was the girl that answered the the door. Yeah, Shelby. Shelby. Oh, yeah. 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 
So figure that out next time. If the doorbell rings, make it either be Scott or Jason or somebody that knows Big Brother. (laughs) Um, Before that, though, um, while we found out who America chose as their pick uh, for uh, a nom, we saw Monty Cherry Pie getting put up on the block along with uh, Shane and Danielle, right? But there was a little bit of a tiffity tiff tiff right after the veto ceremony, which which made everything kind of uncomfortable. Even when Jeff came in and during the veto competition, it was really kind of awkward, right? Did you see that mm-hmm. little tip? Yes, I did. a very special person that is a staple here. And our Jason was uh, kind of calling out Shelby for being rude. And uh, I guess it all started when Shelby went to go sit for the uh, America Nam ceremony. And she looked to see where she was going to sit. And she said, oh, I'll go sit on the normal couch, meaning she's not going to go sit with the misfits. Uh, no need to be saying anything unless you want it given back to you. So you dish it, then you got to take it, right, Cherry? I mean, what's That's the right. normal couch? Does she consider herself normal? I don't, I don't really think that there's anybody in this world that's normal because it's like you can't be really normal. What's what's normal? How do you justify normal? But uh, she actually deserved whatever Jason said. So calling her out for her, as he says, passive aggressiveness. What did you think about um, her comment about the normal couch? Oh, I think she was, you know, she totally asked for that. She's, she's been asking for, for what she got. Um, she does have these looks that she gives people and yeah, she, she can, say things without saying a word. You know what I'm saying? She has a lot of outward body language. Um, that And it's interesting that she's a lawyer, isn't it? Like you would think she would be I know. more controlling of, <laughs> of emotions outside of within your body. I mean, you can have those emotions within, but aren't you supposed to kind of be like monotone? Like if you're in a court proceedings, you don't want them to know you know, what's going on, you know, emotionally wise through you? Don't, aren't you supposed to throw your emotions out the window and kind of come we with We were the talking in the chat room. In the chat room we were talking, well, first of all, she hasn't passed her bar yet, so she's not an attorney yet. But when she does, it was consensus in the chat room that she may very well be in contempt of court a lot, her mouth, because she is very quick to say the wrong things and until she learns that lesson she may find herself in contempt of court in the courtroom quite often <laughs> that was a damn Terry Terry's just going right for the contempt of court <laughs> <laughs> contempt throw the mallet at her <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness you know i at the beginning, um, Cherry, I was like, oh, I like Shelby. She's quirky. She's silly. She looks like she could be fun. She could be entertaining. And then I don't know what it was. It was like a light switch. It went from, like, me being like, oh, I really like her to, like, oh, 
God. Uh, I know. Like, it why? was like all the what air happened? went out of the balloon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's what it was. It was like all the air just like went right out the balloon. Because <laughs> I liked her too. And then it was well, just something happened. I don't know. We know in that but baby house, Terry, every minute, well, we'll we will probably definitely be talking about this with him, but we, we've got other things to talk about, and we've got to bring up our guest. He's our special guest. He's the guest of the hour. Let's do it, Miss Terry Pike. We have from season 18 of Big Brother, Mr. Glenn Garcia. Thank you so much hey. for joining us, Glenn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Glenn, what's going on, dog? Good. How's how's everybody doing? We are doing fantastic. We've been waiting for you. We've been patiently waiting for you. Thank you so much for taking out the time of your important day to come and join us here at Manic Monday. Cool. I'm uh, glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Awesome. Well, first I just want to say there is a live chat room. We have tons of listeners, so can you say what's up to everybody? Hey, 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 everybody. What's up? What's up? Um, if you guys have any questions or comments that you want to make um, uh, to Glenn or myself or whatever, anything about what we're talking about, feel free to call at 347-237-5506 and make sure you press 1. All right, Glennie, how is it How is it the afterlife of Big Brother? How's it treating you? I, I got to meet you at the finale and everything. So how is life yeah. the, at the afterworld of Big Brother? Well, well, well I've, been, I've been in an afterworld for a long time, as you know. <laughs> so listen, listen. It, I, I understand that, which, it, which very much pissed me off. Because I'll be honest with you, I was like, without seeing like you know the the bio well reading the bios and everything i was like glenn he was my first pick i was like he is i feel like he's gonna bring some shit to the excuse my language he's gonna bring it to the house like he's not gonna hold back because he's at the new york side of you i I love it i was 100% ready i was 100% ready i had everything uh, lined up you know you guys didn't see a lot of my my groundwork that i laid for the first few days that i was there that you know they didn't show anything because technically it was a live feed. It was supposed to be like all done in 24 hours. So, you know, they weren't showing the live feed until it first aired. So no one got to see a lot of the, the good stuff that I did. But, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was a great experience. Yeah, that I was rooting that. for you, I did not Glenn. like it. Yeah. It, it was, hey, because you were law enforcement, you know, and with everything law enforcement, you know, is going through in today's, world, you know, I have a big place in my heart for law enforcement and um, I am a huge dog lover and so the fact <laughs> that you're a dog groomer yeah. I mean, you just won me over right there and I always root for the older folks in in the show because I am older than dirt, so <laughs> I always root for the Age older is folks. only a number, and, remember that. It's only a number. Sure well, is. Because if you would have seen, if I would have stayed there longer and I would have been in the house, you would have been like, how old is this guy? He's just acting just, just as stupid as everybody else in the house. I think that's why I bonded with them right away. <laughs> oh, I would have loved, loved to see how you would have tore up that house. I mean, I, I have a feeling you would have tore it up and called everybody out. And, you know, that's what I was hoping for. And unfortunately, 
There was the stupid team thing, which I'm not a fan of. I do not like the fact that I feel like if you got into that house, that you should be playing for yourself, not with a team. Right? Exactly. And the only way you should ever leave the house is by being voted out of the house. It should never ha- you should never leave unless I feel unless you're voted out. You know, like that's the whole premise of the game. And uh, I wasn't getting voted out, not for a while at least. And uh, to to be a Jody, as they call it, it's a it's a real you know, it's a really stick in my you know in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. what were your thoughts when you saw like the vets coming out of the luggage? Were you excited? Were you not excited? Had you watched Big Brother not before? Exci- Did you know who I they were? Not, yeah, I was not excited at all. I had a feeling that's exactly what was going to happen when Julie when we had us on stage and Julie said. All right, house guests, take a look at each other. You still can't talk till you walk in. And everybody was just looking at each other, smiling and happy. And I was counting heads. I was going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And when I saw it was 12, I said, oh, no. I knew right there because I'm a fan, a real big fan of the show. And I knew they were going to do something stupid like that. Um, unbelievable. So how long have you been watching Big Brother? Have you been watching it? I've been watching it since season one. I've been watching it every single year. <clears throat> So mm-hmm. I knew the game, and that was another thing. Was going on. I thought it was going to be so much easier because when I went inside, and all these newbies had no clue either of how to play the game. They didn't even know when the people, when the vets were jumping out of the boxes, they maybe knew one out of the whole, out of all of them. You know, it was crazy. It was. Now, what, did you have a favorite out of the four? Like that you were like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited to, to see them or meet them, or did, what, did you want to play with any of them, kind of do like a no, side deal? None because... of them. <laughs> if anything, the only, one I gave respect, the, the only one I gave respect to was Frank, because Frank, uh, you know, he was pretty good in his season, and I knew he was like, you know, he was always voted on. He had to keep winning in his season. So I figured he was somebody, he was definitely a force to be reckoned with, but everybody else I really couldn't care. Okay. And that was the problem. That, that was the problem because half of them, the ones did that did know a little bit about the game, they were starstruck. They were like, oh, my God, look who it is. Look who it is. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, we, we got to get rid of these people as soon as possible. And look, they would have listened to me. Two vets made it to the final three. So it goes to show you. It's mind-blowing, Glenn, because I know that we've seen this time and time again where there's been the mix of newbies and the mix of vets. And we are outside looking in going, yeah, they're going to take them out for sure. I mean, of course they're going to gun for them. And then we see this happen as it does every time. The vets just keep making it to the end or near or they win. It's it's insane. But I know living in the house, it's a totally different world as well. So what is your aspect of being an outside viewer, viewer, can you explain to everybody the difference? Because they, they don't understand sometimes the logic of what we go through inside that house. It's a pressure cooker. Yeah, yeah it, it is definitely really hard to explain. It, it's First of all, you're on a real, real high when you're walking into the house, and it's so surreal, and it's like, oh, my God, I'm in this place. I'm like, I'm like I can't believe it. Cause, you know, you're watching on TV so many years, and you're always thinking about it. And the way, you know, I applied for the show is more more – more of a, just a, a joke and more of a, I was told I couldn't do it, so that's why I did it, and I got to where I was. So when I walked in, it was, like, amazing. And then when you're in the house and then things start to settle down and then you're locked out from the yard because they're building the comps, it's really it, it's harder than a lot of people that are watching it will know because there's so much downtime. There's so much time that you just got to sit there 
and watch these people and listen to these people. And I'm saying to myself, if before what happened happened, I said to myself, is somebody going to be like chewing something that I'm going to want to snap that neck because I get on my nerves because it's that <laughs> intense. It's, it's that intense. And then the conversations and everything, it's, it's, it's really, really crazy. A lot of people won't understand that, but it's, let you know, it's not as easy as it looks like on TV. Definitely not. No, it's not. I mean, you have this kind of strategy plan that you think in your mind of scenarios and what you're going to do, and then you walk in the house and you're like, oh, I can't work. Yeah, I like, can't do anything yeah, that I plan. Yeah, everybody asks you that. Yeah, everybody asks you, like, when you're going in, you know, and all your uh, uh, media day interviews, what's your game plan, what's your game plan? And I'm like, I can't give you a game plan because I, I need to know what I'm dealing with. I'm like, I could go in there and tell you I'm going to do A, B, and C, and then as soon as I go in and you see the personalities that they have and see everything that they, you know, what they bring to the table, you really can't have a game plan. you got to see, you know, what you're working with, at least for me, because, you know, I was prior law enforcement back in the day. I'm a street guy from New York City. You know, I know how to read people and all that. So I thought that my social game was going to be the best part of my game. And as soon as I went in and I started, Doing my thing, I was laying the foundation down, and everything was working great until Julie said that thing about the team choice, and that just killed me. Because if you notice, when when I did finally go and I and I was eliminated from the coconut challenge, did you see how many people were crying <laughs> and how many people were upset? I was like, even the producers couldn't believe it. They were like, wow, you really – because I'm telling you, as soon as I got in the house, I was already laying the groundwork, and I was working, doing the do, and – I knew the game. A lot of them didn't know the game, so it was an advantage to me. And I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna kill this." And you know, that's Honey, what happens. It wasn't just the people in the house that were upset. I know me personally, and there was a lot of viewers that were very upset by the way that you went out. And I'm like, the thing that upset me too. It's like, like you said, it wasn't even like you were voted out by your your peers. It was like, you know, it was a competition that there was, it was four people, and you had. Like a you know a twenty five percent chance to get in, you know make it in, and then you didn't even get to go see Julie. Like at least have yep, Julie I didn't get, out there I didn't get the exit video. You. I didn't get Julie. I didn't get none. I got out the right side door of the yard, and it was like boom, bring in the sequester and locked away. Nothing, you know. Like so, I, I feel that's why I really I still have a really bad taste in my mouth as far as that because you know if if I would have got voted out, I would have shook everybody's hand. I tried it. I did what I had to do. I got voted out, and that's the game. I would have been fine with it. But I still got that drive right now to really play this game and prove and to myself, not to prove to anybody, that I know that I have it in me. And, and the way things were rolling, now they'll have to be completely different because people will know now that I was probably law enforcement and people will know the things that I was hiding from everybody before. And it's, it's ironic how I hated vets and technically, you know, if I was to ever get, you know, be lucky enough to get that call to do another return season or so, I would be considered of that because I was a house guest for the little time that I was. So now the things that I hated are now what I might become. So, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's you funny must how embrace. things happen. Yeah. You must embrace it, right? Uh, yeah, it's like crazy. So, it's crazy. So, you know, if that didn't happen, right, and you stayed in the house, who would you have seen yourself really kind of your, as the terminology ride or die, who would have been that one person um, well, that well, you would have been? Is, what's crazy is when we first got in, I automatically, we automatically, it wasn't just me, it was just like, you know, you, you know how it is when you get to the house. There's certain people you yeah. automatically just click with. And 
all of a sudden, as you see myself hanging on this person more, this person. So right away off the bat, Paul, Victor, Bronte, Jose, and Natalie, the five of us, it was six of us in a tight. We were like clicked, and we were just fun and laughing and drinking. Me and Paul were trying to look for more champagne, and, and we were goofing around. It was right away, those were the ones that we clicked right in for. And that's the ones that we started with the game plan and started saying, we got to get the vets out, and we got to do this, and we got to do that. And I pretty much was – they were looking at me for all the advice because they didn't really know the game, telling them what we had to do and what I had to do. And I was pretty much a ringleader because I found out after the fact, like, you know, at the rap party and all that, when I was asking some of the vets, they were like, we all knew that they were looking at you and we had to come after you because you were the one that, that controlled them. And I was like, wow, can you see that? And what I didn't want happening, but, you know, things happened. Yeah, things did happen. Um, but you did have an opportunity to come back in the house, and they had the first five evicted, was it five or five? Yeah, evicted, yeah. Uh, come back for a buyback. And, um, you know, you looked like you were, you know, living it up in that, you know, I guess you could take sequester <laughs> life. Uh, it was better than being sequestered in a hotel, I'll give you that much. Well, you know, what's crazy is that it's uh... – I shouldn't even got to that. Our team shouldn't even got to that last time because if my team would have listened to me in those other challenges, we would have we would have won those other competitions, and I would I would have never had a, to go to that competition. The, the one with the building of the castle, I was telling everybody everything was wrong, and they show it on TV, and everybody and their mother says, "Why did your team listen to you?" I, right there, we would have won that one. And the building blocks, same thing there. The girls couldn't hold it, and we were one block away. We were on that one block for 40 minutes holding those things up, and we should have won. So, you know, in hindsight, things happen for a reason. So I guess this was his plan. The, the man upstairs plans for me, you know? Yeah, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? It's one of those yeah, things as well. Um, what are your thoughts um, when you you made it to the finale and you were there, you know, watching, you know, the jury and all that, you know, and then all of a sudden you see – Jason and Josea up on the screen for America to pick to come back for Big Brother on the Top. Do you kind of feel like, hey, why didn't I get that chance? Because I really didn't get to play the game. Like, how come you didn't let America choose if I should be in that house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At first, I was happy for him because Jose, as, as bad as they depict him on the show and everything, he really is a good guy. And uh, a lot of people will never, unless you meet him, you know, if you meet him. Personally, he's a good guy. He's not as bad as, as they were depicted him. But uh, we didn't even know. I had no clue. So it was it was hard. It was kind of a shock to me because we when they brought us pre-jury back, we didn't, we didn't see him, and we kept asking, you know, where is he? And they were telling us that he missed his flight and he missed this and he missed that. And then literally right before we get to go on stage, do we see him? And they were like, like where have you been, dude? And that's when we found out that he had an opportunity. So, like, I was happy to be there. I was happy to see everybody. I was wound up in the moment. But, yeah, I, I can't lie. I, can't, I was definitely saying, dude, like, how did he get, you know, like, how did he get that opportunity to get right back in? I would have loved that opportunity to get back in. But, you know, I guess, you know, production and casting has their own personal reasons and maybe, you know, they're looking for a certain type of person. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But, yeah, I, I can't lie. I, I was a little upset that I didn't even get offered it at least, you know. Yeah, that would have been a good uh, a good way for Big Brother to kind of make up for because it still, uh, you it know, still you, never makes it still never makes sense. They don't tell you, you know, like they never really actually tell you the reasoning for a lot of things that they do. 
And, like, when I got out so quick, you know, by the second, the end of the second day when I was leaving, like, I, I could see if they had, you know, one season they had too many casts and they had to do it to make the numbers right. Or but after I left so, you know, so, so quick, their first evictee was Jose, and it didn't happen until two weeks later. So what was the push? Like, they could have made me just stay, like, this, this new guy in the new season in Cornbread. He got a week in the house, and he got, a, he got voted out. Like, he got at least – I would have been happy with at least that. And then if I would have got voted out, hey, I got voted out. I'm good with it, you know? But the rush to get yeah. somebody out really made no sense to me. Yeah. It's, 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 I can understand you being frustrated because we are frustrated, so I can only imagine how you feel. But just know that everybody in America – was having your back and really supported you, and I know that you probably have gotten so much love from. Oh man, I have gotten um, so everybody. much. Yeah, I, I, it's like overwhelming how much, and I say to myself, I'm like, wow, I was only you know in the house for that long, you know, and I, and everybody, and you know what, I love it. I love it. It's it's a, it's a lot of more middle aged people, older than the twenty somethings that were all say the old, every time they see me, they say we were rooting for you, and CBS should make you know more diverse <laughs> ages and all of that. And I said, you know what, if, if that alone does something to help people, because they don't really, like I, I said in every interview, CBS doesn't realize. I've been watching this show for 18 years, 18 seasons that it's been on. Those people that started off when I started off are all around my age now. So guess what? They want to see somebody they can relate to, somebody that's going to make them laugh, somebody who has life experiences that they can share. Amen. And, Amen. And, and they didn't, uh, you know, they need to know that. It's not all about these 20-somethings that are just all hooking up and being stupid. Because if they would have shown the live feeds when I was in the house, I was holding court. I had all of them. I had the girls. I was, which way am I going to work the girls? And before you knew it, I had Zakia, I had Bridget, and I had Michelle. They were hanging out with me in the kitchen. They were like, and I was just talking, doing everything. And they were actually telling me, we're so glad we got somebody like you in the house. You know why? Because we could talk to you. And we could talk about life experiences and things out of the Big Brother house because I could bring some kind of, you know, like um, experience to them, you know. And I was like, if that's the way I got to roll with it, that's the way I'm going to roll with it. You know, like, I was just feeding into whatever they were responding to, and, and things were looking real good in the beginning, believe me. Yeah, it's like if you think about it, we haven't really seen somebody in your in your age group since kind of my season, I would have to say. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame that it's taken them eight years to – to get, you know, some sort of diversity because, you know, I, I think that that's what the Big Brother game and the Big Brother fans are all about, not just, you know, being 21 or, you know, 25 or, you know, nothing against that, but you, you got enough of them. Let's let's spice it up. Let's throw some 30-somethings exactly. in there. Exactly. At least, 40, put, at least 50. Two, put at least at least two 30s in there and two 40s in there at least. So at least you get some more. You know what I mean? I had the, the, the next closest person in age that was 26 years their senior. You know, it, it, it was pretty funny. And it was funny that they loved hearing my stories when I was in there. I actually, at one time, I was taking a shower in the house. And uh, they showed it on some of the feeds, I think one little bit, uh, one little piece of it. I was taking a shower, and you know how a lot of people go to congregate in the bathroom. There was about maybe seven or eight people in the bathroom. And they were just talking about high school and stuff like that. And I'm just listening, laughing. And then Paul yelled out. He said, what year did you graduate high school? And I was like, uh, mixed between 83 and 84. And they all looked around. And out of the eight people that were in the bathroom, seven of them weren't even born yet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and I started wow. talking about things. And I just started talking about things that 
I was doing back then and how I loved them. I had, you know, I had like vanilla ice hair and I had the MC Hammer pants and, you know, so, and they just loved hearing the stories about that and stuff like that. And I was saying to myself, wow, this is great. You feel like they're going to love me. You know, I'm just going to work in right. I thought everything was laid out perfect. And, uh, yeah, until the truth came. So, uh, you know, it's good when you have that because, like, Such they were so they were so like wanting to hear. Now, if, if they would have knew my my background with Lord Fordrick, then they really would have sat back and wanted to hear stories because I got stories for days. I've seen things and done things that people can't even imagine. And when I was in sequester, to be when I was with you know at, at the end, the little time that we were with the uh, you know Jose and Bronson before we all left, we were not when we were completely out of the game. They were like. Like wow, like he was sitting there, and I said, "Man, I could have just, I could, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know." But man, who knows, man? Maybe one day, one day I, I'll get that lucky call. Yeah, I think that you're, you're definitely up there in the number for for getting back in the house if they ever do an All Stars. Um, let's yeah. just go quickly I don't think it's and talk about. Ball, I don't have any credit to be an All Star, but <laughs> maybe a second chance or redemption you, or something listen, like that. You get in that house. You get in that house. Just the, having the experience of walking in the Big Brother house, you have that something special that you beat out hundreds of thousands of people to get into that house. So yeah. You have to give yourself a pat on the back for that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I say that too, and, so, and the odds are even better because half of the people were placed in the house. That was another thing that surprised me. A lot of people didn't even apply for this show. I was like, you know, there was only certain people that knew the show, and I was like, they came from other venues and other things, and, you know, it's all about casting, so. Yeah, you quite, sometimes it just, it doesn't, you know, they don't really go by, you know, auditioning, but can you tell people, uh, was this your first time auditioning? Did you go to many casting calls? Did you do a video? Let people know um, your adventure. This was a one-shot deal. This is the first time I ever applied for Big Brother. I was, I was, to give it a little recap on it, I'm a big, I'm a big Survivor fan. And uh, when Survivor first came out, the first season, uh, the second season, I applied. I applied for the Australian Outback. And I made it through the process to almost, I think it was the top 30 or top 25. And I thought I was going to be on the show, and at the last minute they uh, cut me. They went a different angle, and uh, it left a bad taste in my mouth because I got myself so hyped up for it and and so uh, ready to go and do it. And back then I was a lot younger, I was a lot more fit, you know, like and I was ready. And uh, I never bothered, but I always loved Big Brother, and I always watched it. So I applied this last season when at the finale when they said, uh, "Does anybody, if you think you have what it takes to become uh, a house guest?" go to CBS online and uh, apply on the application and do a 20-second video telling us who you are, what you, you know, what's your name, where, where you're from, and uh, why you would be a good house guest. And because I have family around and we used to watch it on Sundays, uh, our family used to get together to have, you know, dinners and stuff like that. Um, I used to ask my mother one time, I said, Mom, you think I can do this show? She said, you can't do that show. She goes, you're, you're too much of a flirt. I was like, come on, I would know how to do this. And then I asked my girl one time, I said, you think you do that show? And she was like, you can't do that show. You're, you're too hot-tempered. You, you snap on some of these kids. And everybody, I kept asking everybody that was close to me, and they all kept saying, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And because they said that, I went right down to my basement where my computer is. I went right on CBS Online. I filled out the application. I did my little 20-second video, who I was, where I'm from, and why I would be a house guest. 
And the magic happened from there. It was just a really lengthy, long process. A lot of tabling, as you know. A lot Very of, long. Uh, interviews, a lot. It was really long. It's months, months, months. And uh, finally got that, uh, kept making cuts, making cuts, making cuts. And yeah, it, was, it was amazing. <laughs> so for people that are listening, what would be the best advice you can give them, say, if they were making a, a, a video or if they were going to a casting call um, and and they want to know what's the best thing that they can do, what would you say? From what I've gotten from all the interviews that I had to go through and everything in this, the best thing you can do is be yourself. Do not try Thank to you. act like you're a character. Do not try to act like a past house guest. Do not try, do not try to act. Be you. They can tell these casting people are phenomenal, and they want realism, and they want somebody to come off the way you normally are, and that's the way it was. And, you know, I have a potty mouth, and I could drop the F-bombs here and there, and I was left and right, and then I kept, you know, choosing myself, and they were like, no, if that's you, that's what we want. And, and that's what it is. You just got to keep to your own. And for all the people that ask me that I, met, that I meet now in the streets and everywhere I go, Hey, hey, I'm your age. You think I should do it? Hell yeah. Everybody that's 40 and plus, if you love the show, definitely do it. Because I think the more that, more that people that apply that are older, it's going to tell CBS that, you know what, there's a bigger fan base out there than they think. Absolutely. And people try to say, well, how can I be myself in like 20 minutes? I say, listen, be an exaggerated version of yourself. Like, don't be something that you're not because they will see right through that. What doesn't come yeah, on the register is on the wash. But you have to give them something in 20 minutes. So, you know, I, I'm, a, as I guess a fellow Northeasterner, um, yes. Glenn, we do have potty mouths, and that's yes. just how we roll. I mean, that's just what we do. That's who we are. And if that's what you are, then be that. If you're sweet and shy and whatever you are, be that. You know, just don't ever try to be somebody else or be who you're not because the process is so lengthy that they'll see right through that. Right, Glenn? Yeah, definitely. They, they, they're they good, and they don't want that. Um, when I first got my first, uh, you know, I was doing a lot of paperwork and a lot of emails back and forth with Kevin. They had an open call, and they said that they wanted to see me in person. They loved, you know, the videos and, the, you know, the corresponding that we did, but there was a big open call in New York, and I went down there, and it was like four blocks deep. It was long. I was like, man, I'm not doing this. But I went up there, and supposedly, you know, people that they've seen their videos and wanted to see, so I got to go in and, and, and meet them. And there was, there was like five people in there. Like, I seen them talking to themselves, like, like scripting what they were going to say and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. And it had three people sounding like Johnny Mac. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, they're not, they don't want to hear none of this, you know what I mean? So it, it, you really have to just be yourself, man. And, and whatever question they answer you, don't answer the question the way you think that they want you to answer it. Answer it the way you would answer it. Glenn, Glenn was probably like, yeah, yeah, keep doing the Johnny Mac thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah I was looking at this guy. I was going, you know, <laughs> I was like, what are, you, what are you, an idiot? I was like saying to myself, and it was like, it was a joke. They, they, at Open Castings, if everybody has gone to it or, or I was there because they wanted to see more of me, so I was maybe one one step ahead of, of open casting people. Um, but it's a group, it's a group uh, 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 like interview, and I was there with five other people, and there was one person sitting there, and uh, 
they were just asking questions and everything. And then I was at the end of the table, and I, when it got to me, I finally went, "Well, three of these people on this on this table are idiots." And they looked, they looked at me, and they were like, "What do you mean?" I go, "This person's never seen the show. What the hell she has? What is she? What is she even doing here?" This one, you're like, and I just was honest. I said, "The way it is," and this whole sudden. They loved me. They loved that I was just myself, and that's what you are. And they were like, you know, what was your background, and what are you doing? I was like, yeah. And then I was like, but I was honest. And but then they asked each one of them one question, and they said, you know, if you had to team up with somebody on this table, who would you? And three of them said that guy, and they all pointed to me. And they were like, why? They said, because he's pretty well he, – he, he's, he's well-spoken, and he knows what he wants, and, you know, he's maybe somebody that people have to watch. And I think, you know, from there on, if people just kept saying – Hey, there's something about this old guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do because it is it is weird. It's like a group setting, and they're asking questions, and, you know, everybody's kind of standing there, and you kind of got to take take the reins, and you got to be like, like, you, like, I didn't even know this story, but you said, you're a bunch of idiots. Like, that's what they want. They want that. Like, oh, yes. he's already, yes. like, kind of running this casting right now. He's telling us who he thinks is good or not. He He knows who he is. Exactly, and that's you know, and and don't be and and don't be trying to be like that if you're not like that, like because then they could tell that also. So that's why I just tell everybody: just be yourself, just be a polished version of yourself. Just make sure they know you know what your values are, what you like to do, and and make sure that you know you're, you're true to yourself. So whatever ask question they answer, even if it's something that you think they might not want to hear the answer, sometimes what you think they want is what they want to hear. So just answer it and be truthful. That's all you got to be. That's right, exactly. So you guys got some tips right there from Glenn. So don't be an idiot. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, we have an, uh, a, um, a question from the chat room, and we're going to get a little bit into that as well. But we have Joe Arnold, and he's from Chicago, so we call him Chi-Town Joe. And Chi-Town like Joe, know, what's up, what's up? Yeah, he would like to know who you like to meet. What former house guest did you like to meet at the rap party? Were you like hoping to meet, I, or maybe that you met that I you was, loved besides I was, me? The first, the first time that maybe I could have been like a little kid in Yiddish, and I was shocked was when I met Doctor Will. Can't lie, I was like seeing him there. I didn't get to see the round table. I mean, the you know the jury round table and all that. We were in the green room. Didn't get to watch nothing. Through the whole process, when they asked you who people that you would, that you you know idolize or liked, you know, on the show, Doctor Will, you know, Evil Dick, these were guys back in the day to prove how I was a fan since back then, and I seen him there in front, you know, in front of a, in the front row, and I was like, oh wow, I'm saying to myself, wow, you know, <laughs> Doctor Will's there, and I'm like, be like, oh giddy giddy, and it was all over. The show was over. We're taking pictures, and he he actually called my name, and he said, hey Glenn, and I looked at him, and I was like. Oh my God, he knows my name. I was like, hey, dude, can you come over here? I'd like to take a picture with you. And I swear to God, I was like a little, I, I, I felt like I was 12 years old again, watching like the idols in baseball. And like, like if it was Thurman Munson back in the 70s when I was a little kid and I got to meet him. And I was like, and he was like, dude, I really was rooting for you. I wish you would have stayed in the house longer. He goes, he goes, Aww. you never know. You see how these people came back. And he took, actually made his girlfriend take a picture of me and him. And I was like floored. All night I was floating That's around. That's awesome. Oh my, oh, my God. I'm like, he, like, called my name. I felt like a little girl, you know? It was funny, but that was really, <laughs> really cool for me. Yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. I mean, who doesn't want to meet Dr. Will? I mean, that's epic, but 
he knew your name, baby. Yeah, and I was like shocked. That's you know, like, so I never cool. did any kind of correspondence with him. I never, you know, we never talked on Twitter or nothing like that. So like, I was shocked. Like him, Dick, there was a few people. You know, it was great meeting you. I was like psyched about that also, and I was like, I was like that whole and your whole crew. I was like, I love that season, and I was like, and I knew it. You know what's great when you meet alumni. And then you say to yourself, when you were a watcher, and you say, I know this person I can hang with, and I know I could like this people. And then when you finally do meet them, and you're like, they are exactly what I knew I was ever going to be, you know? And we were hanging out at that party, and I was like, I knew it. I, I knew right away, you know, certain personalities you're going to click with. Oh, of course. That's I mean, so I knew cool. I was going to be like, I was like, damn, I cannot wait to meet Glenn. I know that he is just kind of like very similar to me, and we talk the same, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're just going to throw F-bombs everywhere. But um, let's talk about the rap party. I mean, you've probably heard about it. You've seen pictures. You've seen throughout the years to actually be a part of it. Talk about that and just meeting all the fans and all that. Rap party was ridiculous. I mean, I was really, really, like, I don't know how real celebrities do it because, it's a little overwhelming, and now I can understand why some of them get really – because I'm like, I'm a nobody. And to have people want to stop me, take pictures with me, and do things, it was, like, amazing. And when I first got out of the house and I was finally coming home, I got a lot of it at the airport and a lot of it. And then, you know, I figured that's going to just windle down, but it just never did, and it kept going and going. And then the rap party, I figured that's going to be a little bit like that, but it was tenfold of what I, you know – what I've encountered in the street. And I was just like, I was like, couldn't believe how many big brother fans are out there. How many people really are like diehards and, and, you know, know everything about things. And it was like, it was a little surreal. It was, it was fantastic. It's definitely an experience I'll never, ever forget. That, yeah, it was definitely awesome. How about being able to hang out with, you know, your crew, big brother 18 being all together again, that must have been was, really fun. Um, see Paul and Vic, like, I they showed a little bit on one scene in somebody else's video. It was like, and you would think that we were boys for, like, so long, you know what I mean? Like, just to see them hugging each other, pounding each other, we were like, and it was like we never left, and it's so funny that it's like we were only together for so long, but, you know, you, you also see these people that are in the process, and, and, you know, you see them and you, and you click with them. It was so great to see the rest of the cast. It, it's just, it's, hard to explain it's just you, you become part of like a family and you become part of a of something that a lot of people you know really don't get it unless you apply and go online and do what you got to do but it, it is definitely something that's uh something you can never forget it it's, it's surreal it's, it's really fantastic so people must ask you all the time i mean and it, it's it, it is true it's like you live in the house with these people whether it be a minute, a day, whatever, come like every that's that's everything you know, that's all you know, and you build these relationships with them, and it's like you've known these people forever, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you know, I talk to people, I talk to them now, you know, we, we call each other like, it's like, you know, it's like, it, you could actually say it's like a fraternity. It's it's definitely like people, you know, that are in college and they aren't belong to a fraternity and then they don't see each other for a long time, but the minute you see each other, you automatically click, and it's like you never stop. That's what I can relate it to, you know, like a fraternity. 
It really is. It's unbelievable. And even Big Brother family that you've never met, just part of the family, it's just like oh we, my we God, all just know so, each other, right? So, oh, my God. It's like, it's it's crazy. It's, it's people. And then when you're a fan like I am, and to see you and see the, and see the twins and see everybody from other seasons, you know, like, and they're treating you like, you're, like your your family, bro. Yep. Oh, hello. I just dropped my phone. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're getting so excited. I know, the couch is in the middle of it. Um, yeah, to see everybody and uh, they're like, twins, what are you doing? And hugging me, kissing, and giving me love. And we're doing drinks, we're doing shots, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like it's amazing, and and it's true. Everybody. Once I got out of the house, I, I almost 90% of, of pets, you know, Big Brother alum and all that, would all welcome me with open arms. And I was saying to myself that I would never be part of this because I was only on there for such a short period of time. And it was complete opposite. If anything, I got more support from them than anybody. And, and, and it was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Now, um, speaking of crazy... How has the social media world been? Because, you know, you've watched it and, you you know, you've seen, like, you know, the media and everything. But then now being at the other end, it's pretty intense. I mean, these people know, like, what you were wearing, what bed you were sleeping at, what you were eating, when you brushed your teeth, when you picked your nose. When you fart, like, yeah. it's just so crazy when people come up to you and, like, Glenn, you remember that time you were sitting on the bed and, like, you were wearing that, like, you know, blue shirt? And, like, you isn't that kind of, like, crazy? You're like, oh, yeah. my God, like, <laughs> how intense. It, it is. I was nothing about social media other than Facebook to fire to go into this house. I uh, I did Instagram and, and, and Twitter just to get my own kind of name because some people, when they do it and, and then they – Get their their name was locked into Big Brother Forever. You know, they'll say Glenn BB, you know, whatever it is. And I just wanted my own identity, so I made it before I went in myself. And, you know, I had some clients with, with the dog growing business. I had, like, 48 friends on Instagram and then, like, 52 on Twitter. And when it came out, I was in the thousands. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what the hell is this? It, like, cracked me up, but completely different world from what I'm used to. Um, listen, when I was coming up, we had beepers. There was not even cell phones back then. You know what I mean? So this is a completely different world for me. And to see, you know, I, I've learned what the meaning Twitter trolls are because you're a lot, you got a lot of hateful, <laughs> a lot of hateful, vindictive people that, you know, it cracks me up because I'm from the old school and I come from the streets and I'm like, like I want to jump through the phone sometimes and say, you know, I guarantee you if you see me in, my, in front of me, I you know you wouldn't say half the half the uh, half the crap that they say you know what I mean because they're tough behind their computer and all but you know what I've learned and I learned from other Big Brother alums saying there's a beautiful button called block and uh, something you use very block, often bitch. block yeah <laughs> and there's, and there's a beautiful and you you made that 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 reference the other day you you made it a comment and I was like amen because you know it's just stupid they try to pin you against other house guests. They try to make stories, and they're like crazy. Dude. They have no life. I tell them all the time, you know, you, you need a life. I'm like, because it's so stupid. But uh, yeah, they know everything about you. They know everything you've done. There's some people, you know, and they ask you stuff, you know, and, and then they get tough. I just hate, you know, I hate the, the the people who got the internet muscles. You know, like 
listen, I'm the old school. We handled stuff on the street, and, you know, we threw up our hands, mm-hmm. and, and we took care of what we had to take care of. And if I, if I gave a bean, I gave a bean. If I caught a bean, I caught a bean. But then that was it. It was over with. But these kids, and some of these kids, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? They try to antagonize you, antagonize you, antagonize you. And I'm like, you know, people just got to block these idiots and then just not read into it. And that's the problem with a lot of people when you just come out of house, uh, when you just come out of Big Brother and come out of the house, that you don't know. You think you're taking a lot of it personal. Like, I have a lot of fellow house guests that, you know, we're taking things personal and getting upset and listening to what these people say. And, you know, since I was out sooner, you know, me, Jose, brought there, you know, we were out before the other ones and we got to learn it. A lot of the new ones that just came out would ask us, you know, advice. And only because we've been there, done that a few weeks before them, we can just tell them what to do, what not to do. And, and I learn from people like you and people, you know, that tell us, listen, just block them, shut up, don't worry about it. So, yes, it is a really crazy, crazy experience, and and it's something that uh, they're not used to. It's something that you have to get used to, but it also can be fun. Yeah, you know what's so funny, Glenn? The people talking shit, right, the, the, the eggs or, you know, the trolls or whatever, you know, you block them. Then they go out of their way to make another account to yes. keep doing it. Yes. So those are the people that if you saw them in the streets, they would come up to you like, hey, hey, can I get a picture? Like, how, oh, my God. Like, you know, they're just, they just put up a front because they, they, they can't do anything besides talking crap behind a screen, and that's all they are. <laughs> you know, they just want to be part of it, and they think that by causing shit and drama that they become part of this big brother world. And it's like, no, I'm not going to waste my time on you. I'm going to waste time. I'm going to waste my um, my great time with the people that are amazing and awesome and that give me love, not you people. Yeah, and, and I have a lot some of two too. cents in here too. I do. I have to. There are yeah. some people who are angry about something you may have said. Castmates, while they were still in the house and you were out. Mm-hmm. But. Since then, you've already met them at the parties, and you guys have already worked it all out. You guys are all good now. You've moved on from it. You guys are friends now. But these fans haven't dropped it. They're still angry as hell. And I'm like, people realize it's a game. These speedies alumni... These people have moved on from it. They're all good. They're friends now, and you're still carrying this animosity around. Why? Yeah, and, we, and we've always been friends. It's, and that's what's funny. Like it's never, it's, it's never changed. You know, I have an opinion, and I would say whatever opinion I thought. And listen, I'm always going to keep to my opinion. I wouldn't lie about it. And but they still, they still, they still, they keep hounding and hounding and hounding it. And I these are people that don't even know them. You know, like. I have people telling me don't take pictures with certain individuals from my house, from my cast, and I'm like, why? They're like, yeah, because you know, yeah, really, you don't really like that. I'm like, oh, so you know how I feel? You know, like it's crazy. You know, I tell people all the time, we as um, as past alumni, um, as house guests, and as fans, this is a game. Just like if you're watching baseball, if you're watching football, everybody likes their team. Okay, it's a game. All right. You talk about what you like about their game. It doesn't mean about them as a person. Like, when they come out of the house, if they want to act crazy, whatever, that's one thing. But when you leave the house, it's a game. You discuss what you have to discuss, and you keep it moving. 
But these people are just trying to poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, poke the bear, and then they don't like the reaction that you give them. Like, screw you. Like, who are you? Who's somebody to tell you who the hell you're gonna take a picture with? That's your big brother family. You take a picture know, yeah. with whoever you want to take a picture with. <laughs> just crazy. And funny. like, I what? do have. I do have a question from somebody who's in an area. Unfortunately, we've had somebody who's been prank calling us from a particular area, and so I'm not taking calls from that area. But they wanted to know if you've been watching Big Brother Over the Top, and if you are, um, which side of the house are you on? Are you on um, the Danny Shane side of the house, or are you on the other side of the house? So can you sort of touch base on that just a, a moment? To be honest with you, I, I, I have watched, and I try to keep relevant with it. Um, it is a little, for me, a little hard to follow uh, for the fact that it's not really East Coast friendly, and most of yeah. it, anything that happens big in the house doesn't start to midnight over here. And, uh, you know, I have, a, I have a nine-year-old daughter that I bring to school in the morning, that, we get re- that, you know, that, we, that I bring in the morning, and I also have a career and a business, so sometimes I can't catch. Uh, up on a lot of things, or I'll have to follow them from the feeds and stuff. But uh, it's pretty hard because I like a, a certain bunch of people at first, and then I see how things are changing. So, you know, it, I, I, there's a few people that I like, but, you know, I, I can't tell you what side. I, I more like some of the individuals more than uh, than a side, I guess. But, you know, I'm not fully engrossed in it, so I don't know, like, who's leaning on what side or what house is. You know, so who is it that you are? Who who is it that you're? You know, uh, from what you've watched so far, who are you? I, well, like, like maybe the top three. I like well, of course, I like Jason. Love Jason. Yay! Um, I love Jason. Um, and you know, I I feel bad for my times because he's going in with a big bullseye. But then again, like some of them don't even know who they are. You know, like so I was just trying to recap now when Jeff came into the house for the H for the veto. And Shelby didn't even know who the hell he was. You know what I mean? So like, right, you, know who yeah. is, you might you might as well say you don't even know who Julie Chan is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I I love I like Coach Jason. I like uh, Danny. I like Shane. I like uh, Justin. Um, I like Alex. So you're a misfit. You're a misfit. I guess so. Kind yeah, of. I guess so. Yeah, kind of. I I like people who are real. You know, I like people who. Really don't care, and they're gonna say what they want and, and do what they want, and uh, you know, Amen. So like, those people, those people, you know. And I, 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 listen, I'm always an underdog. I love the underdog. So, so you know, I guess if you go, to, what are they called on that side of the house? Misfits. They're the misfits. <laughs> it's the misfits. It's, it's the misfits funny. versus the plastics. That's funny. Well, I guess if yeah. I'm leaning that way, then I guess that I like the misfits. Yeah, Alex is part of the uh, the plastics, but you always have to have at least some, uh, somebody you like on that side. Just to, you she's kind of yeah, she's kind of still. I like that she's kind of still part of yeah. I guess I don't know what side you're talking about. I guess, but she's still kind of herself, you know. And I kind of like that too. But uh, and we well, do Alex have is a, a part of a Alex is part of a sister group. What do you think about the sister twist coming back and? Uh, them not revealing it and kind of like she doesn't even really want to work with her sister and either yeah, does that's Gordon. What I, kinda, I that's, mean, that's what yeah, that's what I kind of like too. I, I like that's why I like about her too that she's not also 
So against that, against the twist, this the twist thing again. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not out all about these twists, and I'm not all about these showmances because technically, that's like they're already going in. You know, two two votes guaranteed. You know, like when it comes down to it, you're still blood. You know what I mean? And you know, it's an advantage. I think it always should be an even playing field when you go into this house. That's why I'm so against you know showmances, and I'm so against you know these siblings and you know vets and all that. But it is what it is. I, I think like the way you the think. first siblings. I think this might be the first siblings that might might actually take each other out, see who yeah, who's, which who's is, the which first one to kind of that punch. You know what? It shows. I think more so Alex to Morgan than Morgan to her, because Morgan, from what I've seen, it looks like she's just all about Monty and some of these other people. So, and I, I see Alex kind of both sides. So she's playing it good. She's playing smart because she's liked on, I guess, both kind of ends. So I kind of. Do you guys her mind taking a fan that. call? No, yeah, sure. Let's do it. We have with us Jeff the Dude. How are you, Jeff? Um, hello. Hey, Hey, Jeff. Jeff, What's up? I had a few questions for you, Glenn. What's up, buddy? Um, first of all, um, after you lost the coconut challenge, how were you escorted from the backyard to leave? I. Exit stage right. <laughs> I could not go back into the house. <laughs> I couldn't see. I couldn't see anybody. Don't they say their goodbye? Matter of fact, the goodbyes were you have two minutes to say goodbye and then you got to leave. It was like so rushed that I couldn't understand it. Uh, so there's a door. There's an exit. There's another exit in the yard to the right of the yard that uh, you don't really see. That's for like an emergency kind of thing. Well, I guess that's the way they would bring equipment in to build uh, the comps and everything. So I was. It was nothing glamorous, nothing flashy. It was shout out the side of the door, and, and it was like, "Thank you, see you later, bye." <laughs> yeah, wow. And the other question I, the other yes. question I had was, um, um, where were you sequestered to, and what did you do while in sequestered before you went back to do the battle back challenge? Well, you sequestered for a while in a hotel, and then they they put me into a house, and uh, you do nothing. Sequestered is really it's probably the worst part of being big in Big Brother and being in the Big Brother process. So you got to get used to it because I think it's I think it's pretty much part of the game. I guess they want to see if you could deal with it prior to going into the house because you're literally locked in a room with no TV, nothing to read, no music, no nothing, and it's it's pretty crazy. I could have told you uh, when I was sequestered for the house prior to going into the house. How many tiles were in my bathroom? I could have told you how many times the the fire, the fire, uh, the smoke detector light blinked a minute. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it gets you pretty. Yeah, it gets you pretty crazy. And you have to do something to keep your mind going and keep yourself sane. So I felt like the minute you're in that part, you're already part of the game. So you got to just go with it. But uh, yeah, they had me in the hotel for a while, and then they had me in the house. And it's the same. The only thing with the house is there was a little more space you know, that you could walk around and, you know, had a yard and stuff like that, but completely isolated in a place that you don't even know, you know, you're, 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 you're blindfolded when they bring you there. So I had no clue where I am, what part of California I was in. I didn't know anything. So it, it's, it's pretty rough. Well, although your time was very short, you've made a great season of Big Brother this summer. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, I hate that exit stage left crap. Screw that. Yeah. I mean, they should yeah. at least, 
let you exit stage left and then go on the stage to talk to Julie. Like, what the heck? In a, yeah, in, in, a perfect, in a perfect world, what they should have done was the last two people that were left on the island should have been automatically on the block and then give us two days to go around and try to, you know, ro- you know fend for our votes and, and get who we were going to, you know. That, that would have been the right way to do it, you know. All right, so the last two on the island, automatically on the block, and now you got two days to try to get your vote, and in two days are going to be an elimination, you know? And that would have been fair. Yeah. And believe it or not, I would have been cool with that because, well, first of all, I wasn't going anywhere because I already had the house. And I had asked with my personal, my personal dignity and to myself, after the fact, I would ask the people, listen, dude, if they would have went this way, what would you have done? And I asked each house guest, and almost all of them told me Corey would have went home before I would home if they had to vote because I already bonded with a lot of them. A lot of them said they didn't even know Corey yet because it was so early. So I got to know them more than he did at that time, and <laughs> I wouldn't have got voted out. So it is what it is. <sighs> it is what it is. Well, watching your house guests at home, um, there was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. Um, you got to see uh, when you got home, well, you lived with the Messiah. The, the, he, you know, I, I don't understand why people say they hate him. I thought I thought he was a good character. I just was like, oh, my dear Lord. Like, you cannot be saying you walk on water and you're the Messiah, honey. I'm like, yeah. you can't be saying well, that, but well, he's definitely I can see how he's, he's like a character, he's, though. He's definitely a personality. He's definitely uh, a little over the top like the show was, so maybe that's why they, they, they would wanted to cast him. Um, he... Uh, he really is a good guy, but when he said things the way he said, that's because he doesn't know the game. You know, a lot of them yeah. didn't know the game. They were told to watch the past season. He might have watched maybe five episodes or six episodes. So that's him. That's who he is, and, and I guess that's what they wanted. But <laughs> if you would have known the game, I guarantee you wouldn't have said half the stuff he said. Yeah, in in that house, you honestly – say you're like having an out of body experience where you do and say stuff that you just never even kind of thought that you would. So, um, to let everybody out there know that, you know, I'm sure he does not walking around the world when he's doing his, you know, normal activities, talking about walking on water and being the Messiah. So I just heads up on no, that. He does, yeah, uh, he does the, not live like that. He does not talk like that. He doesn't, it's, it's crazy. He's really, really a great guy and he's here in New York. So I see him often and, People are like, when I finally introduce them to people, they're like, wow, you are really, and they come straight out, and they're like, wow, you are really a dick on the show, but you're really not that bad of a guy. And I'm like, I told you, I said, he's not. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, he doesn't walk around like talking about he's a messiah. So let's just get that straight, people. Um, let's touch base with, you know, kind of uh, close to you. He's from New Jersey. Uh, he was the brother of Cody. Uh, Pauly. Pauly was a big uh, character in the house as well. He ran the house until his ship started sinking, and then we saw a different side of Pauly. What were your thoughts on um, basically Pauly's game and how it turned for the worse? I, I, Pauly's a good guy. I was just with him at his event on Saturday night in New Jersey. He had a big event, and I was there, and uh, we had a great time. But, uh, his, I thought when he was in, when I was got to come home and watch, him and Paul were running the house. I thought, I thought they had a great, great game plan. I thought things were going good. Um, somebody found the nerve that 
you know, everybody has that little breaking point, certain things that make you say things and do things. And um, I guess that's what happened. And uh, I really, I don't, I never saw that side of him when I was with him. So, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I don't know if it was, a lot of it was editing. You know, it's it's hard to explain. You know, you're not that person and you're not with him. But, you know, some of the things he says, they didn't look good, you know. And But, again, just like Jose, he's it not like that in real editing. life from what I've seen. So, it yeah. can't be editing when, when, they, when they have that much footage of him saying and doing the same things over and over. It can't just be editing. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I wasn't with him long enough to really see that side of him. I've only seen good things, and I've only had good relationships with him, so I can only speak about what I encountered with him. Uh, he comes from a great family. His family's fantastic. His brother's fantastic. His sister's fantastic. So, like, you know, who knows? I, I really don't know. He could have – house could have got to him. You know, I, I really can't answer for him because I don't know, like, it did snap. He did say some things, you know, just like everybody has their points that they do things and say things that I'm pretty sure they regret later on. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I really I don't know what to say about that because I wasn't the, there. The, the demise sure, of the pressure cooker. Like I tell people all the time, they're like, yeah, Glenn, but you're loved, you're loved. People tell me that on the street. I'm like, believe it or not, I said, that's because you only see me for so long. I said, I guarantee you a lot of people wouldn't have probably liked half the stuff I was going to say and do because I was in it to win it. And if I had to piss people off and get in people's faces, I was going to, you know, like, but you guys never got to see that. So, you know, who knows how the perception of me would have been. So sometimes people tell me, aren't you glad that you're out and you're loved instead of being in there longer and, and, and hated? I'm like, I was in to win it. So whatever I was going to have to do to win it was, you know, what I was going to do. So it, it's hard. Maybe at the time he had to actually, I don't know. I can't answer for his behavior, but I'm pretty sure there's something that he's going to have to question and explain, you know, to fans and all of that. But, Listen, I was at his event this weekend on Saturday, and it was a really, was really that? big turnout. Oh, it was, it was it was fantastic. It was really great. It was it was one of the most different uh, meet and greets that I've ever done because it was more of a, a show forum and music and and it was pre- it was really cool. It was something that it looked I fun. Did in the, yeah, he had a stage with a DJ, and it was like a theater, and then they did some uh, singing and dancing. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was, then it was a big question and answer. And he had me come out. I was a guest. He had Frankie Grande come out uh, because, you know, Cody and Frankie are really uh, are really good friends. And Zakia was there. And it was, it was I saw nice your night. daughter took a picture with Zakia. She looked so excited to meet Zakia. Oh, my daughter was, yeah, she was ecstatic. She couldn't believe it. So, you know, it was my daughter, I've got her now for, now that she's older, she's nine. But she's been watching since at least seven, and but, like, for the last two years is how she's really known people and seen people. And now since I was on the show, you know, like, she was really in it, and she knows everybody in that name. And so as soon as she saw her, she was like, Lord, my, you know, my daughter's all about that with fashion and, you know, the way girls dress and being pretty, you know. So she was a real girly girl. So it was really fun for Your me. daughter is so cute, Glenn. Shout Thank out to your you. daughter. Thank she's you. adorable. She's adorable. <laughs> she is beautiful. Now, Glenn, do you have anything um, lined up that you're planning on doing? Because um, I'm sure in New York there's just so many more people than, you know, if you were, you know, from a little small town, like there's probably a lot more opportunity. What, what's in the future for Glenn that we that you need to let us know about? As far as, uh, like, meet and greets and stuff? 
meet and greets, anything. I, you know, you're gonna be the next uh, Batman, just anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, pretty much, I'm pretty much back to so, uh, being back to a dad, being back to a, a family man. Uh, I'm still Doctor Groom, uh, which a lot of people keep that. I have the business is still going with the dual grooming. Um, I'm doing a few meet and greets. I'm doing one on the 25th for uh, Rob has a podcast. He's uh, doing one in the city, and a few people and alum are going to be showing up for that. And then I will try uh, to make the, that. I'm going to try to make that one, Glenn. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, I guess when Victor and Paul finally get to come, and Natalie's back from her adventure with uh, James. Um, we're probably maybe going to have a nice big one in the city when we have all of us together. So that'll be something that'll be planned for a later date, but I'll, I'll you know, we'll, we'll put that out there. Um, you know, Adam, right? Yeah, Adam of Poach. course. You know, he usually organizes a lot of it and, you know, so he's going to be there for on the 25th and he's helping Rob organize it. So that should be a nice fun event, but uh, anything that we're going to do. And when I get to get my uh, uh, BB-18 guys here, uh, it'll be posted and we'll, uh, We'll let everybody know. Well, we'll definitely like you to keep us informed, and we will definitely keep everybody informed when you do that. Uh, October 25th, it's going to be in New York City. Uh, I don't know the details yet, but uh, um, Rob, yes, is going to be there doing a uh, podcast. Um, quickly to talk about um, Natalie and James, I actually did an event with them this weekend called Rodney Bowl, and um, it was such a great event, uh, amazing. Nice. It's for uh, Bullies Foundation. Uh, there was a lot of uh, people that came and spoke about it. Uh, we did a Q&A, and somebody asked uh, Natalie if her and James were together. And just to let everybody out there know that James and Natalie are dating and they're together, and I'm super happy for them. Um, yes. are, are you aware that they're dating? Um, Glenn? I, well, I've seen pictures, and Natalie told me she was going to be there with him, so. Yes, guess, yeah. they are I, dating. I it's official, I everybody. Know, I don't really get into people's real personal lives and all that, so, you know, it looks like they are hanging out, so if they're dating, good for them, you know, more power to them. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they confirmed that was another thing. People started saying, oh, on Twitter, they thought that I hated them both and all that. I was like... I, can, I, I have my own problem. Like, I'm worried about if they're dating or not. The only thing I ever said, somebody had asked me in another interview, they said, uh, you, you know, they're going to be a real couple and all of that. And I said, well, if they are, you know, more power to them. I, they said, do you think they would? And I said, well, from what I've seen in their bios and seen from what I've known, she's complete glitz and glamour and all of that, and he's a country southern guy. So I said, I don't know if, you know, those two types of personalities would ever click, I said, but if they do, more power to them. And that's all I ever said. And then, forget it. All the Twitter trolls have been, oh, uh -oh. against them, Glenn, you hate them, you're living there. And I'm like, listen, if anybody that can find love, I'm all happy for them. I said, I just thought well, that it was from two different worlds. And I said, it, it probably, you know, if it works out, good for them. If not, you know, I can understand because two completely different worlds they're coming from. So, And also, like being in that house and then being in the outside world are two different things, you know? So yeah. we only saw what was going on in the house. We, we don't know what would be happening, you know, outside of the house. So yeah. that was for them to decide, you know, and you were making comments about showmances. You, you are not a fan of showmances. I don't really like showmances that much at all, you know? Um, yeah. And as we saw, showmances kind of made it far. At the end, it was, 
you know, it was kind of about the showmances and the bromances. So yeah. it worked out. And, and uh, the James went into the house, so wanting he didn't want a showmance when he went in there. James didn't want the showmance when he went in there. He he said he did not want. He went in. You know what? It did bother me about what James was. It was his high end personality from the season before, and then pretty much like like every other showman or every other couple in there, they pretty much gave their game up. They they forgot playing to play the game, and it was all about just the relationship. And you know, and the, and the comment I might have made was, you know, like this is not a dating show. This is this is Big Brother. Like so, like it, it kind of I like I. I didn't like that to watch it. I think it's boring, to be honest with you. I like it when everybody's going at it and everybody's going at each other. Uh, you know, girls together, clicking up, like, girl power, like the, the spy girls, or, like, the bromances, like, a few guys together. I'm all for that. That's different. But, like, like Nicole, you know, Nicole and Corey and James and I, they're pretty much around their own little things, you know, like, and they were just votes that either you got or you didn't have, you know? So that yeah, was the only thing that, that I don't like about and, and Natalie just wound up having such a strong connection; they couldn't fight it. You know, I I think they're adorable. Well, I mean, and we can go back on my season when me and Jesse were ride to die, and why do some people when I got out said you had a showman? I said no, you never even saw us have that. Just because he's a guy and I'm a girl doesn't automatically make it a showman. Like. There's the girl power and there's the bromance. How come we can't just have the, like, yeah, boy and girl exactly. that just are BFFs, mans, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, BFF mans, you know? And I think it's just like, you know, kind of like if it's a boy and a girl, it's got to be some sort of, like, sexual sort of stuff going on. No, it doesn't have to be. It can just be, you know what, I like, I would trust a guy more than I could trust a girl in that house, and that's just the way it worked. You know what I mean? So, yes. girl, I have you a know, lot of, whatever I have you a call lot of it. I girlfriends that have, they have more guy friends than they have girlfriends, and that's because they relate to guys more, you know? So, like, it, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a relationship. Yeah. So, but... Congrats, Nat and James, and um, the best for you guys, you know. Um, so you guys got something planned. You guys are going to be doing something soon. So keep us updated on that, Glenn, because I know a lot of people Definitely. want to come out and meet you and take pictures with you and talk to you and just, you know, enjoy every minute of your ride because it's going to be a very, very interesting roller coaster ride, and I'm sure that you are seat belt buckled and ready for the voyage, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm fun, and, and, and I'm really there for any main charities as far as, you know, uh, I'm a sucker when it comes to kids, anything. As as most people don't know, that my, my daughter is a type 1 diabetic, and uh, I I really like to bring, you know, awareness to the, to the JDRF and uh, of all children with juvenile diabetes. So, like, you know, as they do now that I see that these little 15 minutes of fame that I might have, that if I could bring awareness to that and maybe have a charity when they we're doing like diabetes walk of America or if they're doing some kind of uh, charity to build awareness and maybe raise some funds uh, for diabetes, maybe I'll, I'll try to get involved in that so I could get some alum to come by for that. And, uh, you know, anything. Hey, I could, you're always welcome. Are you doing Toys for Tats? Yeah, Glenn, you're always welcome to come to my Toys for Tots event that I do. I've been doing it for eight years in New Hampshire and, 
We raise money. We go into Walmart and we buy toys and we videotape yeah, it. Yeah, that's and we great. Anything with kids toys. like that. Like I didn't even know about the, the the bowling event this weekend. Nobody. Natalie told me the last minute that she was going to Boston. I was like, what? And you know, like nobody reached out. There's something that they do in in Florida for the other kids. Like anything for kids, as long as I have notice, I just need you know because I'm a family man and I have a business, so. I just need, you know, ample time and notice to, you know, make my schedule available and stuff like that. Well, you know I what the best thing about my event December. is, Glenn, is that yeah. you can actually bring your family with you. Oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's you cool. can bring your family, come up, you know, we're right in, on the line of Massachusetts. So, you know, Boston's so much close by and, you know, we have, you know, uh, other alumni from different shows that come up and, it's just, yeah. it's just and really I, and laid back and relaxing. I've been out. I've just seen how all the, you know, Big Brother alum and the other reality, uh, the other reality shows, people get together for these events, and I think that is fantastic. I, I really, really love that. And I've seen a little bit of that this this uh, weekend at Paulie's event. They had some some kids there from uh, Make a Wish, and they had some kids that had a, uh, they had a uh, leukemia and, and things for kids and. They were so great and getting autographs and pictures, and we were taking pictures and all, and that just, stuff like that just touches my heart. I love that. So as long as I yeah. have notice and, and I can fill my schedule up, I, as long as I'm wanted and welcome, I'd be there as, as, if it's within my power. Absolutely. So you should definitely special maybe... events for kids where, yeah. where the kids actually really have cool. so you know, I... things special just for them to do, you know, and, yeah. You know, they have pizza for the kids and, and different events just for them. It's such a, a special event. And to yeah, see all I the mean, toys I, that they collect, great. it's amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, you should try it's to actually... um, inquire, Glenn, with um, a charity probably within the New York area that deals with children diabetes and yeah, they reached out to me, the JDRF, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. They uh, they reached out to me already, and they they, they uh, would love to do something like that. And I had mentioned to them that I wanted to get something that I could have brought to L.A. with me and have maybe all the castmates sign. And then since they're, so, they're such a big uh, fan base for Big Brother that I wanted to maybe auction it off and whatever money was raised donated to juvenile diabetes. And they were loving that, and they were all for it. But, you know, you know how it is when you're going back for the finale and everything. It's really crazy, so I didn't really get to. But I knew there was going to be a lot more, uh, you know, events and times that I'm going to see everybody. So I was that was just what I was thinking after I just done these did these last two meet and greets, that uh, maybe I'm going to try, and that's when maybe – when Paul and Victor and that, and we'll get meet here, and we'll get a bunch of people, and then I'll reach out to the alum uh, to come. Maybe we could do something, and whatever, uh, whatever we could get, uh, you know, any kind of funds that we can raise towards it, you know, will be all just donated to the, to uh, the JDRS. Absolutely, and you you got a lot of people that support you and have your back. You got a lot of people there in New York. You can always call me if you need any help because it's a it's hard to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do the finale where this is kind of just fresh for you. And, you know, it was probably surreal being in that finale. So I think that maybe, you know, the, your head was probably just kind of all over the place, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And now that you got an idea of 
how things work and what you can do. Now you can kind of like let the let the wheel turn in your brain and go, okay, now I can under I can calm down, I can take a breath, and then I can really kind of focus on what to do. But it's a little bit overwhelming at first. So I think that you yeah. know now that you kind of degress, you can probably soak things more in and be able to really you know capture the moment and and do what you want to do and and you know put your head to it. I think it'll be an amazing event. Yeah, and and, and and anything I do, I'm always over the top. I try, I want to do something that's going to be memorable and it's going to be uh, something really, really great. So I also knew that, like, so many guys now, like Paul and Vic are going up to Canada, and Paulie's going here, and everybody's going, you know, they're doing their whole little, you know, circuit thing right now. So I probably would be better off to just wait till things die down a little bit and everybody's a little bit more freed up with their schedule because – I'm pretty sure if I reach out to my crew and my alum, I really have a really, really a great showing. Yeah, Michelle's been either vice president or president of Toys for Tots for eight years now, so she can definitely help setting up a charity and and help guide you with that kind of thing. Yeah, because it's it's really anything that affects the kids now. It's it's really a shame and it's it's sad, you know. And yeah, and we can you, you utilize, we, like, our platform that we have now, you know, and with the social media, you know, use the positive and, and, and make awareness for, for different things like this, you know? Yeah, and I'm all for it. So, like I tell everybody, and I tell all the alarm all the time, anything for kids, I'm always down for it. Just reach out. Reach out to me. Let me know. As just as long as I have notice. That's my problem is so my schedule is always booked usually like two weeks in advance at least minimum with, with a lot of my clients and stuff like that. And so if I could just know in advance, wait in advance, say, oh, listen, even if it's a, not a set date, but there's a possibility in April, you know, last two weeks of April, I don't know the date yet. At least I have things in my mind that I'll know, not, you know, like the filling schedules and stuff. Yeah. Well, then just know the first week, weekend of December, the 2nd to the 4th. Really? Well, that's a great day, the 2nd, because that's my birthday. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, oh, my you know, goodness. The thing is, is a lot of people are in the New York area that come up like Gen City, and I think Adam Pock's going to try to come. He didn't come last year because, you know, he just had his daughter and stuff, but yes. they actually rent like a van, and they all come up together, and you guys kind of have your own little, uh, before you even get to the charity, you kind of have your own little adventure. Um, so it's fun. I know Johnny Matt came last year, and JoJo comes, and there's going to be, you know, a, a great crew so keep that in mind. Yeah, a lot of these um, people we're going to see on the 25th. So, you know what, we could just – I'll mention it to them and let them know, like, have you heard anything? And we'll all pretty much – we'll tell each other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, get, Glenn, we're getting close to the end of the show. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking out the time to talk with us. And I just want to know, were you in the middle of washing a dog in the beginning? Because I did hear some barking. No, that's just my dogs. I have to – that's <laughs> so what happens is Were you doing I some grooming on air? I, I, I tried to walk away to uh, to try to find a little spot where, you know, I could just talk a little because I start talking again a little loud and I didn't want to interrupt my family. So no, when they see me, they think, I'm gonna start, they, they see that I'm gonna, think I'm going to start playing with them so, and they start barking. So I, I had to walk away. As we talk, I have one right on my lap right now. <laughs> No, I love uh, it. I heard barking, of, and I was like, ooh. Matter of fact, she's the one that's in the, the trailer from when I get my key. That's the one that I was washing at the time. Uh, it was, so it was uh, my dog. Yeah, it was my dog in the in the video. 
And it's, uh, Aww, it's funny. She, she, needs to, she needs to be grooming right now. I keep getting yelled at by my wife here because uh, she's like, would you, who would believe that, uh, that a groomer's dog is looks this shabby? <laughs> and I'm like, because <laughs> so she does look like a, she looks like a little Rastafarian right now, but I, I got to take care of her. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go. And if you have ever want to come back on and, Talk about anything that you got, any meet and greets, you know, anything you want to talk about, Big Brother Over the Top, or you just want to come up and, and on and say hi to everybody, you can come back anytime. You are cool. part of my family, and you're stuck with me forever. And, and uh, now with the Manic Monday uh, listeners, they all love you. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I'll definitely get, I'll, I'll get, I'll take you up on that. Believe me, I will. All right. Well, um, all right. thank you again, Glenn, and uh, just Say bye to everybody out there, Manic Monday world. Everybody at Manic Monday, thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate it, and I love all the support you guys are giving us, and uh, BB for life. Talk to you later. Bye, Glenn. Thanks so much, Glenn. What a great guest. What a great guy. I just adore him. He's so awesome. Yeah. We just didn't have enough of him on Big Brother. I want more of Glenn. I want more of Glenn. Are you listening, Big Brother? Put Glenn on there with me for all time. I feel like we were robbed. Yeah, I feel violated that he left. I know. Mm. And you didn't get to answer the question about Big Brother OTT. Um, What side are you rooting for, Michelle? Whose side are you on? Yes. Well, first and foremost, I am Team Jason all the way. So I just want to say, America, I love you and thank you for just giving it to Chrissy and keeping him safe this week. Um, of course, I have seen that I am obviously Team Misfits. Um, yeah. I like Shane. I like Danielle. Um I like Chrissy. She's not like, I'm not like, I love her. I'm obsessed with her, but I like her and I like her stories and stuff like that. She's kind of funny. Um, I thought I liked Scott, but I'm starting to see that kind of reminds me of Dan a little bit from my season, like wiggling his way in and out, being kind of weird and sneaky. And um, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Yeah, he reminds me of that. Um, the Plastics, I'm not a Whitney fan at all. I would really like to see her get put up by America soon. Um, I liked Monty, like, the first minute, and then I'm really not down with the alpha male thing. I'm not down with him running over squirrels on purpose. Um and I, um, the sisters, Alex and Morgan, um, I don't know. I, I like the fact that Alex was running all these different scenarios, but she ended up putting up Shane and Danielle. Um, so I kind of wanted her to, I wanted to see something like different from her, but I liked that she was like thinking outside the box and that it's a possibility. And I like the fact that she didn't like Monty kind of running the game. Um, and she kind of was just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I like that. Like I talked about Shelby earlier. She really disappointed me, like, with just not, like, with with what I thought she was going to be. 
so it's just um, myself, like, you know, she might be whatever she is, but I was disappointed that I thought it was going to be different with her. It's different now between us, Shelby. We're not the same anymore. For now. You never know. Things could change. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I love Justin. I cannot get enough of Justin. He is just. He doesn't even know what he's like. He doesn't even realize there's a game being played. He's at summer camp, and he's cooking, and he's having fun, and he's living in the moment. He's He's definitely He's singing. (laughs) He's definitely enjoying himself to the fullest, and I respect that. And um, he's also kind of like not being anything other than what you see is what you get, kind of like a Paul. Um, and, um, did I leave anybody out? Oh, well, corn, corn fed, cornbread, he's out, bye. I really liked him, and then I just, yeah, and then I was like, eh. And good job, America, putting Monty up, I like that. And then just also one thing, America, really think, think strong about, um, when you're making the care package noms, because, you can only pick one, except if everybody in the house has been picked, and you can pick again. So, really be strategic in how you pick Jason, because I know, like, we're trying to figure out what the best one is for Jason. So, I think we got to go, like, you know, kind of minute by minute. Um, I think that's it, right? I think I kind of went through the whole, the whole group. I think so. I think that was pretty good. Um, watching the camp today was so intense it was my second POV camp to watch on BBOTT and the first thing that happened was the doorbell rang and it was Jeff Schroeder and Shelby answers the door and she has no clue who he is (laughs) and you know Jeff tried to not seem offended but you could tell he noticed that she didn't know who the hell he was. And he did make oh, mention of it later though. on. Later on, he did make mention of it. Oh, is she the one that didn't know who the hell I was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, you know Jeff ain't going to forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know that when she and gets her, she... Inter- her exit interview, he's going to be like, wait, and who are you again? Right. Sheila? He probably will say <laughs> something. Did you hear her sort of yell at him in the backyard when they were doing the con? When she kept after her up. very first shot, after her very first shot, he was trying to just sort of make mention that they could take a shot at any one of the holes. You know, not they didn't have to just go after the hardest one or the ten point one or whatever. They could go after you know any one of them, and. She turned around and snapped back, don't tell me what to do. Yep. I was like, oh, my God, you did not just do that to Jeff Schroeder. She sure did. <laughs> I, just, to, just to put the apple, I mean, the cherry on top, no pun intended, cherry pie, of Jason's uh, statements earlier that she just, you know, doesn't really... I don't think she was coming at it like that, but it was. It seemed very snarky. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That girl, 
But you know, today, as we we all know, things change in the house, and you know, I think that they're starting to get the fact that America is running the ship. If you don't want to be a part of it, you could jump in the raft, or you can grab your floaty. Do what you got to do, but don't piss off America. Don't be talking about running over goddamn squirrels because you don't run over squirrels on purpose. We don't play that shit. You don't do that. You know, accidents are accidents, but you don't purposely try to hit a squirrel or aim for ducks. Or rip and then this poor little Jason sitting there talking about how he crashed his car to not hit a little chipmunk. And he hit oh. three trees and a great big, his, his car landed on a great big rock that they had to get a tow truck to get him off this rock. Yep. Because he didn't want to hit a chipmunk. And then you got Monty who's talking about how he'll hit a squirrel any any chance he gets, and quite in character there, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the alpha coming out of him. He's like, you know, no squirrel is gonna cross in his path. Ain't no girl gonna go and get in his way. Ain't no guy gonna get in his way because Justin, as we saw. Uh, kind of told Shane, uh, not Shane, told a um, Monty to fuck off. No, what'd you say? Fuck you, go suck a dick. <laughs> because he was talking about how um, Justin must steal clothing from, like, um, what did he, he said he stole clothing or he steals clothing Um from like stores or something and that's like who the hell are you like don't that's not how we do things around here buddy i mean accusing somebody of being a thief is is not funny at all no because he talks about his struggles of of you know living growing up you know tough and you know panhandling and basically singing for money so he can get home and just a lot of things, so you know the struggle is real. So don't be don't be talking about other people and what their struggles in life are when you, you didn't have to really deal with stuff like that. So and know, he's, he's made it, he's made it quite squirrel. far, considering where you know where he started from. He's been he's made it quite far, and he's done it on his own. And I I commend him for that. You know, he's made something out of himself, and he should be proud of that. And there shouldn't be anybody knocking him down for it, you know. No. So, but we haven't really seen somebody too many stealing. Fights. It's just so wrong. Yeah, we haven't seen too many fights, Cherry. So I feel like it's the calm before the storm. Hmm. Well, we got to see one kind of today. Yeah, um, like the ball is a rolling. You know, like the little snowball. It's going down the hill, Cherry. It's building up speed, and it's building up mass, and it's building up power. And yep. it's eventually got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, and it's like a bowling ball. Pins are going to be knocked down. So we will see what happens. But uh, I know it's, like Gwen said, it's not East Coast friendly, but I feel like they've changed the time frames from it being 10 p.m. I think the only thing that's like 10 p.m., 
Um, Pacific and 12 is the actual live eviction, which I hope they eventually change that and just do what they've been doing with the 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. I think that's more, you know, logical um, for us to watch. But we always got flashback, guys. We got the highlights, you know. Um, so that's the good thing about this season. So, um, and uh, uh, next week uh, we will be back a minute Monday. I will let you guys know throughout the week who we will have as a guest. We're going to be having some great guests coming up. Um, we didn't really get to talk about Survivor too much, so we'll definitely be talking about that um, in the next couple of shows. Sherry, I know you, me, and a lot of people out there are MTV fans. Real World is going to be starting up, I think, tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow, a new real world is only a day Have you seen some of the away. commercials for this season of Real World? Uh, yeah, holy kizow, it's going to look like it's a doozy. OMG, what have they done? <laughs> Do we know people are coming back from the past? And boy, does it look like it's going to be um, definitely a lot of drama. A lot of going to happen. So um, watch for that. Oh my <sighs> God, it's going to be crazy. I mean, this yeah. is going to be one seriously crazy real world. Sure is. Because they're bringing back like people's arch enemies and and people that they just can't stand from their past. Mm Mm-hmm. That's never good, but good for us. (laughs) Not good for them, (laughs) but good for us. (laughs) Um, oh, really my, my. It's, it's, it's not going to be anything kind of what happened with the last MTV. I know I said I wasn't going to watch it again because of what happened with the violence and everything and how um, there was violence, but that was due to really, really serious racism. And um, a person can only take so much and how they allowed um, this person to – continue doing what they did and then when they finally get their ass beat they got they got thrown out no she should have been kicked out way before it got to that point um so um you know is it C- cj right it was cj um, yeah i was just trying to like block you know you know i don't condone violence but they allowed this person to continue to say the worst and horrible things about her to her and allowed them to say if MTV had taken an action on it, that would have never happened. So for them to have kicked her out, I would have said, you know what, you needed to kick yourself out MTV because you should have taken a step up on this because enough is enough. You can only deal with somebody being so ignorant and vile for so long, it was like you were condoning it. So you condone that, then the, the consequences uh, are in your lap. So that's all I got to yeah. say. So I'm going to give you another chance, MTV. I'll give you another chance. I have been I watching. Right now. Have you been seeing any of the MTV Classic? On MTV Classic, they've been rerunning a lot of the old 
seasons of Real World and Road Rules. And to go back no, and watch like season two, season four, some of the old Road Rules. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome to go back and rewatch them, you know, and to see them in their seasons from so many years ago and realize how long ago. Like Johnny Bananas, when he was actually on his season, gosh, that was so long ago, you know? And, you know, you forget how many years ago it was and what they went through, you know, on their seasons. And they do the entire season on one day, so it's like a marathon. You start, you know, that morning and by that evening you're done. So you just have to marathon it the entire day. But oh, it's crap. so worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it because you get to see the entire season in one day. And yeah. it's a lot of fun. I, I've enjoyed them doing that. So Yeah, I haven't been able to call, get caught up. But I just do want to touch base real quick before we finish the show. Uh, let me talk about Rodney Bowl. Rodney Bowl was Saturday, and it was such an amazing event. It was my first time going, um, and um, it was um, for the Boys Foundation. There was a beautiful girl who got up on stage and sang a cappella, and she was bullied. Um, people make fun of her at her school and everything, and boy, let me tell you something. You know what? They're just jealous because she's beautiful. She's talented. She has an amazing voice, and she's 12 years old, and she just took that room and flipped them like a pancake, and we were all just kind of like drooling over her. Amazing. Um, there was another story of um, Jimmy who has um, cystic fibrosis, and um, Rodney said, you know, one day he was at the gym, he had a late night, and, you know, he's just trying to go to the gym and trying to work through it, and he was tired and everything, and he looked to the left, and all of a sudden he sees – Jimmy jump off of his wheelchair and start crawling to crawling when I mean crawling knees um, jumping up and down he was actually walking on his knees um, to the dumbbells and started working out and Rodney was just like what and he went and talked to him and he was like I'm tired from being out late at night and he's like no look at what he's doing and now they're best friends Uh, another young girl who dealt with bullying and started actually hurting herself, cutting herself, and she is now just doing so well. Um, and um, a gentleman um, who had dip, the, the dealing with the effects of addiction, which, you know, that's a bully in itself, and he was telling us how he thought, he was thinking every day, okay, am I going to rob my mom today or am I going to rob my dad today? Well, maybe I'll just rob my aunt today because I need to go get that fixed. And and uh, he overdosed in front of a, um, which he found out was a, um, a sobriety house. They came out, found him unconscious. They brought him back to life, and now he is one of the um, – I guess you could say helpers, um, counselors that counsels people from their addiction, amazing stories, just really like deep, yeah, deep, just you could relate to 
any of them because you either know somebody or you've dealt with depression or you've dealt with addiction or you know people close to you that have. And when when you deal with that up next to you, you're actually, even though it's not you, family member or friend, they, they go through the struggle with that person, whether it be positive or negative. And, you know, these people overcome that. And for them to be brave enough to stand up in front of these people and talk about their story was amazing. Um, and um, so I just want to give a shout out to Rodney for just, you know, what what he's doing. And it's amazing. And it's beautiful. I got to hang out with his family. And I got to hang out with, um, you know, my reality family. There was a lot of survivor. Uh, there was amazing race. And then, you know, Big Brother was there. And it, they said they were really excited that there was a lot more Big Brother people. There was myself. There was Derek. Uh, there was Victor, Natalie, James, and um, it was really great. And they, we did a Q&A, and I'm thinking to myself, like, ain't nobody going to ask me any questions because, you know, I mean, you know, they're not there to see, see me or hear me. They want to they talk to, you know, the Victors and the Natalies and the James and, of course, the Derricks, and then there's me. Boy, did I get about, uh, a lot more questions than, than uh, well, Natalie and James and Victor got a lot of questions, but... Man, I got a lot of questions. I was like, "Wow, you know, people were like Michelle, we you, girl. are old school." Yeah, I was kind of thinking, I'm just gonna sit here and hold up the stage and pass around the microphone and make sure I do my due diligence to make sure everybody gets the microphone. And boy, was the microphone passed to me a lot. So good, good crowd. A lot of people came out, um, and uh, it was great to see everybody. And they, they, we bowled. We gave a, they gave out a car to a family that. Uh, lived it was homeless and got them a car and put them up in an apartment. It was just oh, absolute. And awesome. Then, yeah, and then we did the um, Q and A for a couple hours, and then actually uh, we went back, relaxed a little bit, and uh, I roomed with Cat from Survivor. That's my girl. And then we all were partying together with all the fans until we closed down the place. So it was a lot of fun. That's great. That sounds like a really awesome event. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. So, uh, like I said, big shout out to Rodney. If you can send him uh, just your support and well wishes and just thank you for everything you've done, that would be great. So, um, well, speaking of shout outs, one of the high. things that I want to do tonight, you know, I post our promos to groups all over Facebook. And one of the things that I wanted to start tonight is to just say thank you to some of the groups that we post our promos to and let our listeners know um, about these groups and to say, you know, go check them out and say hi. You may not even be aware of these groups and and you might want to go and and check them out and become a member of some of these groups. So um, I might mention a few of them on each show just so I don't overwhelm everyone. Um, but tonight I'm going to say thank you to Big Brother Reality World Fan Page and Big Brother USA and Big Brother Updates and Spoilers. Those are three of the groups that I post our promos to. And if you haven't checked shout them out, out, shout out to... Big Brother Reality World Fan Page, Big Brother USA, Big Brother Updates and Spoilers. Go check those three groups out. Maybe become a, a fan or a member of 
those groups and say hi. Um, become a member. They love Big Brother just like we do, and you'll find a lot of people in there that love Big Brother just like us. So um, they're all wonderful, wonderful groups, and I just want to say thank you to all of them for allowing us to post our promos every week and let their fans know who's going to be on our show. So my way of saying thank you, I like to always give back to those who are giving to us, and this is my way of saying thank you. So if we can send them some people to join their group, uh, they're being kind to us. I want to be kind in return. So shout out to them. People, go join their groups. Say hi. Become a, a member. Um, and we'll say hi to a couple more groups next week. So I want to thank everybody for being here tonight. We had a great, awesome guest with Glenn tonight. And I'm sorry we couldn't talk to Survivor tonight. We just don't have the time. But we will get to it, right, Michelle? <laughs> We will, hopefully, because you just never know. We'll definitely try to get in because by next week, MTV will have aired. and Oh, my gosh, uh, I know. So we will try to fit everything in. It's really difficult, especially uh, with such a great interview like Glenn. Um, we kind of just wanted to, like, ask him a million questions, and I hope we got all the questions in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and considering who you and, might have um, coming up as uh-huh. guests. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. We'll try to get Survivor, yeah. but <laughs> um, anyway, not, thank you all okay. so much. <laughs> that's right. Thank you all for listening. We do have a Survivor that... show on Thursdays with Mike Albright at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Make sure you join us for that. And then back here again on Mondays for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central as well. So, Make sure you join both shows. We're going to wrap up tonight's show with Ryan, as we always do. So here we go. It's time to wrap this one up for tonight. Here's Ryan to take us out. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one. It's always a great one with our Michelle Costa. Say goodnight. Go Red Sox, rally caps backwards. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Go Sox. Good night, everybody. Good night. That's a wrap.